In this episode on reverse the post-op regain, I will be going through a very simple method for you to plan your meals and plan your plates on what you're going to eat after weight loss surgery. I often find times that we do overcomplicate bariatric nutrition and if you get the basics right, the rest will follow. Having said that, employing a bariatric plate method or using this way of eating may take some of the stress off eating for you and it will make it really simple and easy for you to follow so that you're less overwhelmed when it comes to meal times. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. When you initially had your surgery all those many years ago, you might have been introduced to the bariatric plate. Now, the bariatric plate is a tool that we can use to visualize how your plate is meant to look after the surgery. We do have a healthy eating plate, which many people are familiar with. And if you visualize this particular plate, it's the size of a quote unquote normal dinner plate that's about 20 centimeters in diameter. And it's half the plate is vegetables, quarter of the plate is meat and then the other or meat alternatives and the other quarter of the plate is low GI carbohydrates like your potatoes, rice, pasta, noodles and bread. This is the healthy eating plate that is typically used for weight management prior to gastric sleeve or gastric bypass or essentially bariatric surgery. It is important to realize that there is a bariatric plate after weight loss surgery that can be very beneficial in ensuring that you're hitting your nutrient markers. This particular plate is the size of a bread and butter plate and half the plate is protein or your meat or meat alternatives and some dairy and legumes fit in there as well. Then the most of the other half of the plate is low starch vegetables. So like your salads or your zucchini, your tomato, carrots, broccoli. And then there's a space reserved for around about an eighth of the plate or two tablespoons or no more than a quarter of a cup of carbohydrate based food. So this could be corn, rice, potato, sweet potato. I would also put fruit in this category as well, because what I'm going to teach you today might be helpful in a way to plan your meals and make mealtimes really easy for you to put together so you can get on with your day. Now, this bariatric plate, before I get into all the nitty gritty, if you look online bariatric portion plate, you'll come up with some that you can purchase. Before I go on, this isn't an affiliated episode, but if you were to go online and purchase one of these plates, you'll notice that there's usually words around the outside and a small circle at the base of the plate. Now, that small circle at the base of the plate is a reminder to chop up your food to the size of a $2 coin, an Australian $2 coin. It is then recommended to chew your food for 20 times. Then you want to wait 20 seconds between mouthfuls. Now this waiting before taking the next mouthful will 
link back to that hunger scales and that fullness scales post-op that we talked about a few weeks ago. But that will help you determine whether you're getting satisfied or are you getting to the point of overfull. So it can be important to discern the difference between the two so you don't feel sick. And by taking that small break between mouthfuls will really help you feel confident that the next mouthful will be accepted by the body. It is also recommended to make sure that your meal times don't last longer than 20 minutes to 30 minutes because it takes that amount of time, even after bariatric surgery, to tell the brain that you're full. I know it seems a bit weird, even though some of the ghrelin receptors have gone, but that is the time taken roughly for the fat cells, the leptin to talk with the gut hormones to then tell the brain that you're full. So it does help to spread out your meal over that 30 minute time block. Going back to the plate, so if you're visualizing the plate, if you're at breakfast, for example, a really easy way to plan your breakfast is to look at the plate. Looking at the meat or meat alternatives, dairy products such as Greek yogurt or a higher protein yogurt would fit under that protein component. Then for the vegetables, we tend not to have vegetables, you know, at breakfast for most people. So that could be where you put your fiber instead of calling it vegetables. So your fiber rich food such as fruit and, you know, fruit salad, for example. So you might put strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, or you might put half a banana or you might even put, you know, some chopped up apple. That would be your quote unquote fiber content which would replace the vegetable content for breakfast. And then your carb content could be some high protein granola, which does have carbohydrates in it, but it is providing a function in terms of adding in that extra nutrient, extra fiber to keep the bowels nice and regular. So higher protein granola, or you could even put oats, or you might even put a quarter of a cup of bran into your yogurt. And that would be the technical carb content of the meal and your fruit would supposedly be that quote-unquote vegetable or plant matter component of the meal. Breakfast is a little bit tricky, but I hope you can see where I'm going here. Another way you could do it is, for example, breakfast might be two eggs or one egg. So you made an omelet and that would be the meat portion of your meal. And then your carb portion might even be a piece of fruit. So you can move fruit to that carbohydrate portion, depending on what you're having in the vegetable portion. So in the vegetable portion, you might even have some steamed mushrooms or broccoli or some spinach. So you're making more of a vegetable based breakfast. Another way you could even do this is to make egg muffins. So the egg and the dairy, let's say some cottage cheese or some feta that was in the actual egg muffin and you've added vegetables into there, you might want to add an actual carbohydrate serve to keep you full for those three to four hours by having that on a slice of whole grain or multigrain toast. So those are three really easy breakfast ideas that encompass the plate. Lunch and dinner are much more easy, as you can imagine, to use the plate. So you might have 80 to 100 grams serve of chicken and you have that on half the plate. Then you have one one cup of salad on the other half and you might have your carbohydrate serve as being some corn that goes through the actual salad. And you'll have your dressing. You'll notice there's also dressing or a serve of fat in the center there. And I forgot to mention that at breakfast, but that is also something that you can add in for lunch and dinner as well. Other options, if you were more plant-based eating, you could put tofu and then you'd have some stir-fried vegetables on the vegetable portion and two tablespoons to a quarter of a cup of rice mixed in through all of that. Or you might have noodles, so two tablespoons to a quarter of a cup of noodles with, you know, plant-based 
tofu recipe, for example, with some vegetables, or you might use beef strips with the vegetables. So that one is quite simple and most people can understand how to put lunch and dinner in terms of the bariatric plate method. If you were to have, let's say, baked beans, baked beans technically form a meat alternative and a carb, and they also count as a vegetable. So they are a bit of a mixed food category. Baked beans are a very nutritious food, obviously much better if you made them yourself at home, but that may not be accessible to everyone. So trying to keep the sugars on the tin less than 15 grams per 100 grams, you're picking a good option there. So to put baked beans on the plate, you would put a small tin of the baked beans around about 130 grams on a slice of bread that's been toasted and your fat serve might be some butter or spread that you might put underneath the baked beans. So you've technically clicked off, you know, one vegetable serve, one meat serve and your carb serve is the actual bread. But you should also realize that there are some carbs in baked beans, but I don't want to get too technical with all of that. The whole goal of this is to make it super simple. You might also like to put some dairy on top of your baked beans. So in the way of cheese, so sprinkling some cheddar cheese on top of your baked beans might be another way to help tick off those food groups that we do need after the surgery. The other aspect to consider is using the plate for snacks. So for snacks, you might have, let's say a hard boiled egg in the meat portion, Then you might have some vegetable sticks or even some hummus with the hard boiled egg. So you have half of the protein portion as hummus, half the protein portion as the boiled egg. Then you have your vegetable sticks and then you might have a couple of crackers to go with that. So that would be a very balanced snack after weight loss surgery. Another option would be again going back to the yogurt. So the yogurt would be the protein portion and you'd have some berries or some fiber in the way of fruit. And then you might even put, you know, a sprinkling of chia seeds or some oats just to keep you full between meals. Easy options that may not even require the plate would be a closed fist handful of nuts with a piece of fruit, some baby bell cheese on some crackers, and you might even put some cold meat on there or you don't really need to, or cheese and tomato on some VitaWeets or Rivitas. Those are really easy options and you can see that all of those meals are balanced in terms of a protein source and a carbohydrate source with with or without some fiber, which will help keep you full between meals. It is really, really important to make sure that you are not shying away from carbohydrates and fiber the further you get post-op. A common mistake I see is that people load up their plate with lots and lots of protein and that thereby is a cause of the weight regain. It is important to realize that fiber and those really whole grain carbohydrates increase the satisfaction of your meal and help you stay full between meals. So if you are avoiding the carbohydrates, I'd question as to whether you need to, and I'd speak with your individual practitioner about considering adding in some of those low glycemic carbohydrate options to help keep you more satisfied throughout the day. The bariatric plate method can be a really, really easy way for you to balance your meals and to make really great food choices because the plate is right in front of you. If you don't have access to the plate, you can print one off, you know, just a picture or take a picture of it on your phone so you can refer back to it for easy access. Give it a go yourself by planning your meals based on the plate. You might notice or should notice how easy it is to actually fit everything in. If you're not sure what food group, you know, the particular food is, 
Google is your friend or you can chat about it with your dietitian or healthcare professional when you see them next. It does help to bring a list if you're coming to see a dietitian so they can just quickly tick off which ones and some patients have done that in the past and it makes my life a little bit easier than them trying to remember every single food they want to ask me. So that might be an option for you if you have access to those resources. As always, thank you for listening. I appreciate you spending the time with me today. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. I reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.